0: Welcome to another edition of The Raven Narratives. I'm Sarah Severson.
1: And I'm Tom Yoder. We are the co-producers of The Raven Narratives, featuring people of all colors, ages, and perspectives, sharing their authentic experiences and understanding through dynamic storytelling in front of a live audience.
0: Are you ready to share your story? We're looking for storytellers for our next live storytelling event in March of 2017, when the theme will be Trust.
1: To pitch your story about trust, go to ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. We are so looking forward to hearing your story.
0: The story you're about to hear was told by Erin Schumacher at our live storytelling event in October when the theme was Forces.
1: Erin is a personal development and spiritual fanatic. She spends her days guiding, supporting, and loving on fellow hot messes committed to living and loving authentically in this crazy world. Her greatest teacher in life is her son, Miles. And when she's not building Lego castles or putting together picture schedules, Erin can be found lost in the mountains, a good book, or a provoking documentary. Here's Erin's story.
2: Wow. Hi. Um, so my story starts in February of 2012. And um, it was a Friday, like any other I packed my bag, I packed up my kid, who at the time was 15 months old, and we went about our day. We had an adventure planned of errands, lunch out, and then we had our 15-month well check in the afternoon time. And we sang and laughed and danced our way through everything. We were absolutely best friends, and still are. His name is Miles, and um, I loved being a mom. Um, We went to the doctor's appointment, we came home just like every other routine Friday, and then what unfolded afterwards was anything but routine. So within a matter of hours, this is a very emotionally driven story. um, Within a matter of hours, Miles started acting very irregular. Um, He started acting very restless and irritable. Um, He then went into complete belligerence of biting, scratching, kicking, punching. Um, He was literally looking like he was trying to get out of his own skin. Um, And he fled to his closet and laid on the cold floor in his closet. Every time I opened the door and light would come in, he would scream as if the light was hurting his eyes. And then literally, as fast as it came on, and it's the same thing that we were talking about, It was, it happened so fast, but at the same time, it seemed like a fricking eternity. And then it went completely silent. And I opened the door and he was laying completely lifeless on the floor and I thought, holy shit, my kid is dead. I picked his body up, his eyes rolled up into the top of his head. I felt his head and he was on fire. I called the pediatrician at the time and she said, it's probably a typical reaction from his vaccinations. Give him some Tylenol and put him in a lukewarm bath. Within 48 hours of that doctor's appointment, Miles lost the capacity to walk, talk, and swallow. On Monday, we found ourselves in the Children's Hospital for a brain MRI and a myriad of testing to try and figure out what had happened. They also wanted to rule out a stroke or a seizure, and all of the testing came back normal, negative, and no findings. We were sent home. The doctors told us it was a phase, and that it would pass. Three months came and went, and when Miles was 18 months of age, he was very low-functioning, nonverbal autistic. He was incessantly banging his head against the wall, he was ripping his eyelashes out of his eyes and chewing the skin off of his arm. It took two of us to restrain him to the ground and syringe pureed food into his body so that he would continue to eat. I had a 30-second window to get my child in a diaper and in the car when he would turn purple around the lips and completely pass out. My life became complete crisis management. I lost all semblance of a normal life, all semblance of a normal parenting experience, and became a parent to a significantly special needs child literally overnight. It took a massive toll on our relationship and my family. And quite literally, excuse me, I questioned whether I was going to be able to make it through this. So, long story short is, I repeatedly brought him back to the doctor's office, desperate for validation, for answers, for guidance. And finally, the pediatrician took me aside and said to me, in my professional opinion, I perceive you as being an overly overly paranoid first-time mother who is inducing anxiety in her child. And if you backed away, you would probably see an improvement in his symptoms. The second pediatrician told me that it was probably timely that I seek psychiatric care. And that medication was probably a good idea for me. I seriously started to question whether I was losing my mind. But I could not deny how autism was destroying our finances, destroying our lives, and deteriorating my marriage, literally, before my eyeballs. At 18 months of age, right after all of this, we started with close to 35 hours of in-home therapy. I spent my days with a social worker, a behavioral analyst, an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, and a speech therapist, trying to pull out of miles what he was so capable of performing just a matter of months before. At this point in time, I had, excuse me, so long story short is, so six months worth of super, super intensive therapy, and we had seen little to no improvement. So when he turned two that October, we found ourselves on the brink of bankruptcy, on the brink of foreclosure and on the brink of divorce. And to make matters worse, his servicing team, which had now numbered to 15, sat me down in my kitchen and let me know that in their professional opinion, my child would never be a functional member of society, he would never speak, and that by the age of 10, it was recommended that he be placed in an appropriate group home. It was at that moment that I had my absolute rock bottom. I experienced anger with such depths that I desperately tried to push back inside. Anger towards myself for letting this happen to my child. Anger towards my husband, who God love him, was doing the very best that he could to deal with what was going on. But from my perspective, looked, tasted, and smelled like abandonment. And I was pissed off beyond comprehension at miles for placing me in this hell of an existence I beat myself up every single day for feeling this way. Guilt became my absolute best friend and I sank into victimization. It was not too long afterwards when I was wrestling with laundry, which seemed like a a normal daily task, literally ripping it out of the washing machine and just fell to my knees in a complete heap. It was at this point where I seriously questioned whether Miles would be better off without me and whether there was something better than this existence. And literally in an instance, as if I was hit over the head by that divine frying pan, (laughs) I realized that I had spent the last nine months waiting for someone else to show me the way. I was standing outside of my experience, desperately hoping that somebody was gonna step inside my story, pick up the pen, and rewrite the ending for me. And I realized that if I did not get off my ass and start doing something for myself, that the prescription that was handed to us that day around my dining room table would absolutely remain intact. So I took off my victim suit, uh, put on my big girl pants, and I dove into autism. I started on Google, and I was researching the correlation between gluten and autism, something that I had literally read almost a decade before when I was originally diagnosed with celiac disease. Gluten took me to dairy, which took me to sugar, which took me to homeopathic detox, which took me to chiropractic care, nutritional therapy. You name it, we tried it. Every single step documenting everything, piles of journals in my bedroom. Every victory or success gave me hope, and every failure inspired me to push harder. So it was after this that as we started to discover this journey, I realized that I was becoming more intimately involved in my own personal experience, and that my journey with autism, and learning how my son worked, and learning how and what made him tick best, that our personal discovery journeys were seemingly mirroring one another. So fast forward to February of 2016, literally four years to the exact date and I was packing my bag for yet another highly anticipated appointment with an autism specialist in Boston. I sat that morning sweating in places I didn't even know possible. (laughs) Two weeks before my 35th birthday And I was recounting every single step of this journey, all the while gaining more and more clarity and a grander perspective, as if I was lifting literally above my body and witnessing this entire experience. And then I heard the words that I had both secretly longed but desperately dreaded. The words that made me feel like I arrived at home within myself for the first time in my life and allowed me to experience a level of clarity that I had yet to experience. She looked at me and she said, you have autism. As I drove home that night, I couldn't help but experience this wave of love, patience, and compassion for myself that I had not given myself permission to experience beforehand. I pulled into my driveway and I saw this little person's head bouncing down the back stairwell. He came running into the driveway, opened my car door, and said, Mommy, look what I made at school today. Miles will be six on October 31st. He is fully verbal, enrolled full-time in school, and a thriving, happy, autonomous spirit in this world. And that I'm truly grateful for.
0: Thanks, Aaron, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave comments and share the stories with your friends.
1: You can pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event by going to our website at ravennarratives.org and filling out the form on the contact page.
0: You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers there and find out what the themes will be at upcoming events.
1: The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org.
0: Support for The Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at RedScarfShots.com.